0: All right, so this week, it's just me from the GoTech, Please Undice side, and then also two Liberty fans. And so, guys, before we talk about this game, plug everything that y'all work on. What's more annoying of a confusion? Is it Liberty, the gas station, or Liberty, the insurance company? Ooh, definitely the insurance insurance company. Okay. (laughs) Is is that the first down song? Is that the Liberty, Liberty, Liberty song? Or is there, like, emus on the sidelines? Like, what's the deal?
1: <laughs> Liberty
0: Bibberty song.
1: <laughs> yeah, both of those things. Yeah. The song and that got yep, the Liberty yeah, Bell, a,
0: the Liberty Bull. No, no. Um,
2: but there is a West Liberty in West Virginia. Oh. University. Yeah.
0: Anyway yep. affiliated or just randomly they are West Liberty.
2: Yep, just random. <laughs> huh. Yep, yep. And it's funny because we're in Virginia and they're in West Virginia. So they're West Liberty. Yeah, we have so.
0: bad memories of West Virginia when playing the 2014 mm-hmm. Conference USA Championship game in 40 degree rain. Fun times. West Virginia, we call West Virginia, and that's for a reason. So there's more fuel to the fire.
2: Yeah. What is even in Huntington? I mean, Marshall's right in downtown, right next to the river. There's it's a all sheet just like, next
0: to it. The gas station. It's kind of nice. Ooh. That's really tempting.
2: You guys don't have sheets down in. I know you're in D.C., but you don't have it down in Louisiana, do you? No, but
0: we're they're building a Buckeyes in Ruston.
2: Whoa, that's better than a sheet. I guess I'm going to Louisiana Tech next year, boys.
0: All right, and that's where we're cutting. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm the only GoTech guy here today. But I'm joined by two Liberty fans from Fan the Flames. Uh can y'all introduce yourselves? Yeah,
2: I'm uh Ben Reynolds. Um y'all might have remembered me um from this past summer when I joined y'all this podcast. Um, you know, uh I started up Fan the Flames football podcast and I got my co hosts coming alongside. We actually have two other guys, but they weren't able to make it to our own podcast, let alone this podcast. So James.
1: Yeah. So yeah, my name is James Knuckles. Um, been helping Ben with uh, his podcast for uh, two years. Um, we even started a website and doing a bunch of stuff. It's been fun. And yeah, so, you know,
0: usually we have Evan and Matt on the show, both. Well, Matt is sick. Evan is watching the Rangers game right now. Let me do a quick check in on that. What's commercial break? So that's not very helpful, but I think it's three,
2: nothing. Is it still three, nothing? Okay. Yeah.
0: Even so, you know, it's working. Maybe Evan needs to never come on the show again until the Rangers win. Uh, But we're here to preview this Liberty game this Saturday in Lynchburg, Virginia broadcast on CBS Sports Network. We're finally playing on Saturdays again, Saturday, November 4th at 5 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. local in Lynchburg. Um, I know we talked a little bit when uh, we had you on the show over the summer, but uh, what's the atmosphere going to be like? Of course, Liberty is 8-0 on the year right now. So I imagine, you know, hopes are high and maybe a big crowd will be out there at the tailgate and everything.
2: Well, it is homecoming, uh, but um, I'm going to pass this along to, uh, I mean, I'm James, we all sit next to each other, all of us podcast hosts. We all have season tickets on the 50-yard line. Um, But I'm very quiet during the games, so I know James adds more to the atmosphere than I do. Um, So, James, (laughs) you can uh, add to this.
1: Yeah, um, we're super excited for Saturday because, yeah, first it's homecoming, so there's going to be a lot of alumni in town. Um, It's going to be super fun, I think. Um, In our own podcast, Ben said that it may even be a sellout. I I could definitely see that. We have a really good – Really good crowd even during our weekday games we average about 22,000 on Saturdays but even weekday games we hit like 17 and 18,000 so it's still a really good crowd so I expect this to be just as good Um, it's definitely going to be loud Um, uh, we actually have a group of students called the Liberty Jokers which I led for a couple years. Um, and they're they're going to be there in full force, as well as the rest of the students, because um, we do have a very good student section. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, the other side, as we call it, the Baptist side, has gotten a little bit more lively since we've moved over there, because um, I do. <laughs> I say I do, but there's a few people over there that did do a really good job of just getting up and getting the rest of the crowd involved and louder, um, especially late in the game if it's a close game. So uh, I think it's a, I really love our environment, and I'm excited for to see how many we have there this Saturday.
0: Is that group called the Jokers related at all to the Batman villain or the card from the playing deck or where did that yeah, name come yeah. from?
1: Yeah, so they they were founded in 2011, um, right after The Dark Knight came out. Um, and it was oh, perfect just a perfect time. Yeah. yeah, it was just a group of guys on the hall. They wanted to come up with a new uh, student fan group, and uh, they decided to call themselves the Jokers. Um, they paint their faces and their bodies to so the faces they paint in white. Uh, Blue eyes and red lips. Um, They do it the same style as Heath Ledger Joker. Um, And then on the chest, they do all white uh, red suspenders and a blue bow tie and three blue buttons.
0: All right. So, So. yeah, (laughs) keep an eye out for them. But yeah, so like y'all mentioned, this is a home game for Liberty Homecoming. But this schedule so far this year has not looked great for the Flames at home. Uh, Of course, they are undefeated, so you can't complain too much about it. But these last two home games, granted they were midweek games, but they were against some of the worst teams in Conference USA, and they were pretty close. Sam Houston, which, you know, as Tech fans, we're at least hoping will be one of our few wins on the year when we play them the following week. Y'all only beat 21 to 16, and then on the 17th of October, barely holding on against Middle Tennessee, 42 to 35. I mean, Tech is used to losing and and very close scoring games, but what went wrong there? Why, why has the home games been more trouble than let's say at Western Kentucky, y'all won 42 to 29 at Jacksonville state 31 to 13. What's made the home stadium a big issue.
2: I don't know, to be honest, <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Uh Sam Houston, I will say, is better than their record, um, that's for sure. They that's, just that's can't hard to, team to yeah, stay a lead,
0: a pretty low bar to clear. <laughs> they are better yeah, than sure, O sure. yeah, yeah,
2: I agree. But I mean, they uh had some leads that they have just blown <laughs> straight up, um, and uh, I mean, they also had a very tough non con, so I mean, that's what kind of what they did. They uh they they have a very good defense, um, at least the first part of the year they were holding some teams, but I think now they've had some injuries and stuff so i don't know they played very well against us um it seemed like we were kind of sleepwalking that game though um and then middle tennessee state um for some reason they just uh their best receivers like metcalf and Chisholm and um i think it was uh stone or preston or whatever yeah uh, he uh they all um they all had fantastic games, and Vadiato probably had his best performance of all year. He was all he's firing on all cylinders, so that's part of the reason why. And um, it doesn't help that our defense is super, super young. Um, you know, we talked about it in our podcast that we have, and I'm sure we'll get into it. We have some good weapons on our defense. We we create a lot of turnovers. But that's where it really is, you know. That's where our defense makes stops is by turning the ball over, which is a good thing. But um, once you get, against some of these better teams that don't make as many mistakes, um, I feel like that's not going to be sustainable. So that's what I worry about is our defense does give a, if you watch the Western Kentucky game last week, like uh, – Like uh, James and I talked in our first part of our podcast before we had you on, we talk about how um, against Western Kentucky, we allowed two wide open plays. And I'm not talking about wide open as Austin Reed had to throw a dime and was just a good separation like typical. No, they were literally wide open where there was not anybody near them and probably a good 15, 20 yards. So I just uh, think this is a very young team and um, they have had their ups and downs, and we had over 50% turnover, but we did bring a lot of talent, so that's what's sustaining. Um, Plus, I think these guys work really well together, and, of course, we have a very uh, talented both coaching staff and uh, offense that has allowed us to keep the ball for a very long time and really uh, pound the air out of the rock, as they would say in basketball. Um, But, um, yeah, that's been very helpful in what has kept us um, even in these close games um, to get these W's. And like we said, um, we'll say in our, we said in our podcast, our fourth quarter defense until last week was just fantastic. So,
0: yeah. So you talked about the defense there for a second. Let's, let's jump over the offense side too. Um, usually we'll go through the stats here, but since y'all are here, you could provide some more context, I guess. The place I usually pull these stats from exclude FCS games. But if you look at just the FBS games, Uh, Liberty ranks 8th in yards per play, 6th in yards per rush, 5th in yards per pass, ninth in points per game with 37. I mean, those are very service level stats, but this team seems to kind of be an offensive juggernaut, granted they've played some bad teams. If you look at the Massey rating rankings of the teams y'all have played, the best team is Jacksonville State that ranks 90th, Western Kentucky's 91st. And tech is 119th, so I mean there's that. But do you think this is a team that that eight and no record is indicative of how good they are? Do you think that this is a team that is eight and no because they've just played bad teams, or do you think it's somewhere in the middle?
2: Yeah. Um I'll I'll pass this along to James in a second, but um yeah, we're about in the middle of the road. I'll be honest when it comes to, because I don't know how they're really determined. I mean, our fan base is really excited. I mean, it's hard to win football games regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You know, to go eight zero is uh, incredible. Um, and if we were to finish the year twelve zero, I don't care who you are. Um, and then to win the championship to go thirteen, um, that's a great season. We did not. We do not have any FCS teams, by the way. So we don't. We didn't play anybody in the FCS. And yeah, I get it. Jacksonville State. Um, is a FCS transferring team, but they definitely haven't played like it. Same thing, um, with Sam Houston state who has played like it, um, (laughs) played like a, a 85 scholarship FCS team, you know what I mean? Where they can at least stay in games, but then they can't win. (laughs) Um, so, um, yeah, so that's the thing about it is, um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I like to think we're a good team, but, um, you know I I think there we we're gonna have to see how we finish the season before we get into that James
1: yeah I'm in the same boat um I think the one thing that we have going for us is that we can do both things we're definitely very very good at running the ball um we have Quentin Cooley with over 800 yards Salter has I think over 500 himself um and then we have a couple guys in there that have that have had some good games um I think that's definitely our bread and butter. Um, but I think the fact that we can pass definitely has helped us win some of those games. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in the same place as Ben is where I think like it's kind of in the middle. Like there's definitely some teams that we've beat just because they were not as good. Um, like a Sam Houston State that we didn't play well, but they just weren't as good. So we did enough to beat them. The same as uh, Middle Tennessee where we didn't play well defensively, but our offense did enough um so yeah definitely in the middle yeah and
0: then you, there are four games left on your schedule right there is old dominion after tech which if you're going to lose any game don't let it be to a sunbelt team that's i know you all are new to conference usa but that's the rule just don't lose to sunbelt teams then umass and utep do you see this team going 12 and 0 regardless of if you think that they deserve that record or not
1: i could definitely uh, see us doing it um but do you think he will Um, I do just because we have momentum. Our boys are playing well. Um, I think the only, I think the hardest game is going to be ODU, honestly, because they just played JMU really close and they, they ODU is very intentional with their in-state games. Every year they say win the state, um, because they do play Virginia teams every year. So I know that that one's going to be tough, but then again, we've we've beat them the last two years, um, and, I, and I think it's going to be a repeat there.
2: Yeah, um, I want to piggyback off of that. I don't think ODU is going to be our toughest game. Actually, uh, surprisingly, I th- do think that they're going to be um, one of the toughest ones. Obviously, with talent, they're probably the best team that we have left. They might be our best team on our schedule, um, and I think Bowling Green's a lot better than what people have given them credit for. I think Jack State, of course, you know, but you know, we'll see how they finish out the season, and then, you know, New Mexico State I think is going to be close in contention to play us in that uh, championship game. But um, with that being said, I think UTEP's our toughest game of the rest of the year, and here's why: um, they just got a new quarterback, he's going, they have a really good running game, and it's the it's one of the toughest games of the year. Here's why: because they have to go on the road, the furthest that they've had to travel all year. They've had seven home games and they're out of their five away games. The furthest they had to travel was Jacksonville State, right? I don't think they've, yeah, they haven't had to play anybody in Texas because we hosted Sam Houston. We haven't had to really travel much this year. FIU maybe is the furthest um, down in Miami. So we have to go all the way to UTEP a couple days after Thanksgiving with. The championship game, if we, especially if we win this Saturday, hosting the championship game the next week with a very young team that hasn't had to travel much and that doesn't have a ton of experience. So I think the UTEP game is going to be actually... Pretty more difficult than what people realize because it's gonna be a three thirty game. It's gonna be kind of a sleepy game. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh well, Liberty's gonna blow them out." I think that's one of the scariest games right now. There's a lot of factors that are into that game, especially for undefeated. You know, it's like, "Oh well, what does this game matter? We've already got the, we're already hosting the a game next week." You know, and, and we're probably just, been you know, locked
0: out of the uh, the New York Six Game Bowl. Like, right there. Yeah, even if you go undefeated. I doubt that Liberty is getting that unless other things happen. And those other things probably won't happen, and you would know by then. So that game yeah. wouldn't affect your bowl game, wouldn't affect you hosting. The only thing it would affect would be your record. And I can yep. see that, you know, leading to some, you know, sitting on exactly. your hands, not playing to your full strength kind of thing.
2: That's going to be a really tough game. ODU is definitely going to be the toughest because it's going to be I, – I, I'm actually really excited about ODU. If they would have beat JMU this past weekend, that game would have been one of the most hyped G5 games um, of the year because if they win next week too, um, as in this week – um, they would they would be uh, solid. I think they would have been like six and three or whatever. Now they're four and four or whatever. Yeah, so it would have been a six and three versus a nine and zero team. That would have been a very good. And then people would have been like, oh well, they play in Sunbelt. Yeah, we definitely want to kick their butt because we don't like them. A couple years ago, they. Their safety decided to say to our NFL quarterback that he doesn't throw very well and then proceeded to throw over like 250 yards and four touchdowns against him. Um and then yep. also rushed for like another 80-plus. So, yeah. Yeah, we don't really like those guys over in uh, Norfolk. So
0: That was the game I would go to whenever Tech would play because that was the drivable game. So I made that trip down to Norfolk a few times. And baseball, too. Even though their baseball stadium gives you admit one tickets for – attendance and they're five dollars which kind of says a lot about their baseball program but we'll get to baseball later let's let's go back to football and let's go back to defense where i tried to ask the question before i got distracted by what i you know i agree it was a a better topic to talk about the defense on paper it seems to be good not great but where y'all excel is at creating turnovers mostly three interceptions has that been the case that y'all have seen so far this year too
1: yeah ben already hit on this a little bit um where it's like hey like we we're young there um i think we have Three? now we have four seniors playing defense um and one of them's not technically a senior in Kobe Singleton he's still got another year but our only three that are like graduating are Kendi Charles Quentin Reese and uh Tyron Dupree um and then the rest of them um I think we have like two juniors and the rest are like sophomores and freshmen like we're we're very young there and it's definitely shown in some areas like the middle Tennessee game like the same Houston State game um where it was really close um So, but then again, they come up big and it's a trend that I've seen a way we tend to play better overall. Um, But in the fourth, we can get a little little lackadaisical at home. It's a close game, but in the fourth we own. Um, It's weird to me. So, yeah, I'm not sure where our defense is. I know that they're solid, um, but there's definitely some gaps there just because they are so young.
2: Yeah, I think our defense, our defense has a lot of potential in the long run. We got a, we got a couple of freshmen that had to burn their red shirts and TJ Bush and uh, Larry Jones. Our defensive line super young, um, a lot of freshmen, um, as in red shirt freshmen and some sophomores. The older older guy being Kendi Charles, um, you know that's huge though um, to get some guys getting some good reps early on in their career but our linebacking core we got a junior and a senior um both of them have balled out for most of the season um and then we have a secondary that's led by a redshirt freshman uh Brylan Green there and um
1: I don't think uh, he was redshirted ju- I think I think he's a sophomore
2: Is he? Oh okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, I mean, still uh true sophomore. Yeah. So, and then you got Q As in Quentin Reese, and then you got Kobe Singleton, Preston Stone, Preston Preston Hodge, and then, uh, um, of course, a Marion Williams who's been uh, dinged up lately. So there's um, a lot of talent, but um, at the same time, a lot of inexperience. Um, And even some of the older guys that are on this team still don't have a ton of experience out of like special teams and such. Kendi's really the only guy that has had a ton of reps. But um, without all that being said, there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, it's just uh, youth. So they're um, guys that are crazy athletes. You know, uh, Jerome Jolly is a, one of our linebackers. also started off as a safety. Um, he uh, The first game of the year, he literally played like a safety linebacker in betweener um, and, like, <laughs> came out of nowhere and intercepted a ball. It was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. He had two interceptions that game. Um, yep. so,
1: and another, there's a lot of talent. yeah,
2: yeah, there, there's a lot of guys that are just, there's, they're just athletes. They just can get undisciplined in the sense of, um, their assignments.
0: Yeah. And then I know you mentioned at the, at the top Liberty, fourth quarter defense, looked up the stats real quick, 3.1 points allowed per game in the fourth quarter. That's the seventh best in the country by Liberty. Meanwhile, Tech, this is where they've excelled. They are 32nd in the country, best in CUSA at fourth quarter scoring with 8.4 points per game in the fourth quarter. So that may be a key area to see. Tech has been able to make these games close, even if they fall behind early by scoring often in the fourth quarter. Which wins there? Is the Liberty fourth quarter defense that good? Or is the Tech fourth quarter offense, you know, actually just for some reason that good? Uh, or is it just this is a game where we cannot come from behind because of that powerful Liberty defense-laden games? But to jump into predictions here... Kind of go through some polls very quickly. They don't seem to think that this will be a very close game where tech makes it close late or at, at all. Massey ratings gives tech a 16% chance to win this game, 37 to 20 final score predicted win by Liberty. ESPN FPI gives Tech a 13.1% chance to win this game. And Vegas favors the Flames by 17 with an over-under of 57. So that's about a 37 to 20. Hey, that look, that's what Massey predicted. Predict, uh, final predicted there uh so we'll go around the horn here and let you you guys go first on this one do you see it being that kind of 17 point game do you think it's closer further away I know we just did predictions on on y'all show but uh has anything changed at the last half hour
2: yeah I'm now predicting 71 to nothing just kidding yeah I think I said what 31 24 yeah I'm sticking with that I I think they're gonna cover uh tech is um I really do But um, like we stated, um, we could see it, um, that fourth quarter offense or even third, just second half offense, uh, really start to pick it up. We struggled at home. I'd like to think that it's not, but until I see otherwise, I'm just going to go with that.
1: (laughs) I predicted 35 to 28, and and I think it's going to be the same way. I I think Liberty's defense is going to do just enough in the second half to keep y'all at bay, um, and they're going to win by seven.
0: Yeah, And then, true to form, I'll pick Tech to lose this one as well, but it being a close game, Tech scraps back into it late, goes down something like 28-7, to 7, comes back and loses 35-31. to 31. Uh, Just a, another one of these games where Liberty goes out ahead, takes their foot off the gas, Tech is able to make it close, but it really, you know, we'll look at the post-game win percentage and it will be something like 15% chance to win the game. And that would be about right because Tech is not as good of a team as Liberty. Liberty has no reason to sleep on Tech this week. It's not like next week they're playing, you know, a a world beater. But, I mean, it's Old Dominion, which is not a rivalry, I guess, but, you know, in-state competition. But I I don't think that's enough to overlook an opponent, especially when both of those games are at home. And Tech, you know, loses and loses out on bull eligibility. This week in Lynchburg. All right. So thank you guys for joining. Um, we'll go ahead and let you all plug stuff here. And uh, yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, I'll
2: start. Um, so I'm Ben, um, obviously, and I started up the uh, Fan of the Flames football podcast, which is FTF football pod. Um, that's our at on Twitter or X. And then Instagram as well. We need to build up our Instagram, but we also need to actually post on there too. So, oh, um, anyways. <laughs> we have the um, same
0: problem. So <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. everybody's thing is like, oh no, Twitter may be shutting down. We should go to Instagram. And then everyone yeah. just kind of neglects the Instagram.
2: Yeah, no. know. And Twitter, to be honest, that's where I get most of my following. That's where I mostly interact. I used to hate Twitter before I started this podcast thing. Um, legit. Um, so anyways, uh, but yeah, that's that, and then we actually growing um, with uh, Flamesville.com. Um, so, but also, I'll also say this: I don't know when this is releasing, but 8:30 um, Tuesday night, you can rewatch it too. Uh, check out a Sea of Red. Uh, podcast, we're actually collabing with them. I only can say this because they've already announced it. Um, we're having a Halloween special. We're all dressing up as different uh, Liberty people. I know that you guys are going to think, "Oh, well, why should we watch?" Well, um, it's a lot of good time, a lot of lot of good times with them. Um, they host a tailgate. We hang out with them, and uh, one one well, two words I'll say that y'all would love is uh, Richie Longshots. Um, he's a uh, he's a very boisterous. Um, liberty fan that i think you guys would all appreciate loves the betting scene Um, likes the um likes the drinks that are spiked a little bit too much um and um but we love them so um shout out to him and uh chad and uh john of course the the ceo and then christian and uh sam and that whole squad zeke man I, there's so many great guys out of a sea of red um, yeah, It gonna so, like an award um,
0: acceptance speech you just you know, yeah i know right Thanking the well, producers and all the little people that helped you get this far
2: yeah exactly oh well, they are so little i wish they were <laughs> uh, they're uh, the big boys <laughs> or we're the little yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate them but we have a good friendship with them. So
1: yeah, yeah, we do. Um you can find me on Twitter at James it's at James Knuckles. Knuckles is spelled N-U-C-K-O-L-S. Um we also have another Twitter account that we run called L U Flamesville, um, which is part of our website. Uh so give us a follow there. Um, we're getting more active there as we're getting that account going and getting the website going. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So
0: follow them and then that about wraps it up for this episode of the Gotech Please Don't Die podcast as always you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our Instagram and threads gtpdd.dog or our website gtpdd.dog where you can read some blog posts, do the contest or head to the shop Uh, I think this is coming out November 1st so there'll be a new show of the month but you can still get the October one just not at the discounted price. The October one, if you, you know, haven't seen so far, is a blonde bomber, you know, Terry Bradshaw, but instead it's a B-52 with Terry Bradshaw hair on a shirt. So get that gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. Ben. I'm James. (laughs) And go tech, please don't die. Go play.
1: I coached a local high school called Rustberg, and uh, we beat a team 74 to nothing uh, on Friday. Even our fifth string running back scored a touchdown. So, yeah, that was a fun game.
0: <laughs> we We may need him on our sidelines with all our running back injuries. <laughs>